Hey everyone, Josh here with the NYC Godcast, where we share a wacky wisdom from God's Word each week. On today's episode, we'll take a look at being fail-available as we give God our failures for His fantastic peace. Stay tuned. Uh, so we sort of talked about this on the first episode of the month, but do we realize that failure is a part of our walk with faith? Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, that's that's like it's it's actually a ingredient in the recipe of righteousness, if you will. Uh, so in other words, if we succeeded in all that we do, if we always got it right, if we never failed or had a reason to doubt, then we really would have no need for faith, correct? Yeah. which is the whole point of a relationship with God. Mm-hmm. And so it's in the failures that God proves his value. It's in the failures that God proves his grace. It's in the failures of life that God receives his due glory. Mm-hmm. And so what I want us to talk about today is this. Are we willing to be a failure for the Father? It's kind of what I want to talk about. Um, are, are we allowed to ask that? Like, yeah. in, in, a, in a Christian culture that's telling you you can be your best you now, you can have your best life now, you can be all that you dream to be, you can rub the lamp and have lots mm-hmm. of things. Rachel's concerned. Um, <laughs> Always. Are we, are, it's we, true. are we willing to be a failure for the Father? Or I guess the even better question is, would God ever want us to be a failure? Mm. Yes, because it goes back to what you just now said. Without failure, there's no faith, there's no... I mean, if we just went through life and everything went our way, like, why would we ever need right. to pray right. or do yeah. anything? That's what I tell the boys all the time with school is because, like, Casey gets mad if he gets a certain amount of spelling words wrong. I'm like, well, every time you get it wrong, that's all you're I'm learning. trying to learn. Yeah. 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 You can learn yeah. the right yeah. way. Sometimes you, you win, sometimes you learn. Yeah, exactly right. And so... God's not so much interested in our looking good. Mm-hmm. I don't think we realize that. Yeah. Um, like even, you know, our church is not a, like most churches, but like even, you know, when you're up there fumbling or something, like it's something yeah. embarrassing happens. You crack in a song, as I do. When uh, the song starts way too quickly. Yeah. You get on stage, <laughs> or you sing the total wrong words or, or lose you your place. Microphone. Yeah, like, yeah. Yeah. yeah, you trip over the microphone laugh and do the microphone, it's fine. <laughs> when did this happen? I tripped over the cord and I laughed oh. in the microphone when I sat down at the piano. Today? No. no. Oh, oh, this was a while ago. Could you repeat? Because me and Kevin missed it. Yeah. Uh, but God <laughs> doesn't encore. so much care about us looking good. Like I, you yeah. know, you look at churches today, and it's a performance. Everything's pristine and squeaky and perfect. And like God is all about perfection. That's yep. not what I'm saying. But He's in. He's all about perfection for Himself. Not. He doesn't so much care about us looking good. Yeah. Um, he doesn't care so much about us getting an applause or mm-hmm. getting prestige or even being impressive to people. In fact. At times, God will actually allow you to experience setbacks that are so horrific that we can't see how any good could come mm-hmm. of it. Yep. Things can He'll allow things to happen in your life that are so bad, it's unbelievable. Yep. And you think nothing good can come out of this. And yet, God says, if you'll give me the horrific, I'll make it heavenly. Mm-hmm. If you give me this awful experience, I'll make it awesome. And so, it, it's a lesson for each of us that you have to take the bad in order to get to the good. Yep. Yeah. Um, and that's kind of what we've been talking about this month. Uh, I know on the first episode we, and James' episode last week, um, we talked about you know personal failures mm-hmm. and how we all fail. Jonah was a failure, uh, and we talked about I had a long list of failures, mm-hmm. and yeah. so we're all failures. And that's kind of what we're talking about: how God can take our our mess ups, our failures, and make us fantastic. But this week, I want to kind of look at more of 
failures that are maybe out of your control a little more mm. um, things that happen in life that are just beyond what we can um, make happen so this morning our pastor preached a, a, a message it was a very familiar story that we all know the story of Joseph mm-hmm. yes and, and how Joseph uh, was given a promise from God and then for years in fact for most of Joseph's life Joseph had to go through life looking like that promise were not true mm-hmm. and so we find that Joseph tells his brothers one day you will bow down to me he even tells the rest of his family this will be the case and and so, you know, he's kind of put himself out there. Mm-hmm. In the meantime, Joseph finds himself in a pit. He finds himself in a prison. He finds himself in shackles and situations that make it look like Joseph was a failure. Yep. It made him look like what God had said was totally wrong and not true. It made Joseph appear wrong, arrogant, and a liar. And to be honest, it really made Joseph look bad. Yep. Like it really, it ruined yeah, his character. Yeah. Or I'm gonna say his character, but it ruined his reputation. Mm-hmm. It ruined, you know, his uh, God has spoken, and then everything opposite of what God has said happens. Mm-hmm. And so Joseph really didn't look very good in this whole story. Yeah. I have to wonder, like, in, in listening to that story, even this morning, I'm sitting there thinking, like, was he like, was his wagon af- ahead of his horse? Okay, yeah. so like, so like, God talks to him and tells him all these things, and then he immediately. Runs out and tells like his brothers like you're gonna bow right. down to me one day right. like maybe if he could <laughs> let's, just wait, kinda... let's wait for some proof of that <laughs> yeah. like just kind of keep that yeah. to yourself you know, you know what I mean because yeah. um but then again like the, the whole point to the message was he believed God right. and if he would have kept it to himself they never would have put him in the pit exactly, which would have like, never led to the palace right yeah, yeah. so like they, they would he would not have faced yeah. his failures right. so to speak right. if they if he would not have yeah outspoken. I think we read the story I was kind of thinking about this morning too. We, we read the story and we think, man, Joseph's kind of arrogant. Like, mm-hmm. you will bow down to me, your yeah. younger little brother. And and yet, like, I have to believe because God blessed that, it wasn't so much arrogance as it was belief in God. Like, mm-hmm. as much as it was faith. Mm-hmm. And so what I want us to grasp is that Joseph looked like a failure throughout most of his life. He looked like he had a false word from God. He looked like he had just totally made a mess of everything and ruined his own life. And yet Joseph was willing to have his reputation ruined. Do we Mm -hmm. see that? He's willing to do this. He was willing to see his life run through the mud for one reason. God promised something fantastic. I'm looking to that. I'm going through this here, but I'm looking to that there. And so the question becomes this. What will we do in the waiting? That was kind of the the message this morning at our church. But the time between what we see and -hmm. what we feel and what we experience and our failures to the time of his fantastic masterpiece. What are we going to do with that? And so too often we get so wrapped up in us. What we fail to realize is that what God wants is what matters. Mm -hmm. And so how many of us are willing to experience God-ordained failures? God, just like Joseph, God is saying, all right, this is my plan. You fail. Mm -hmm. This is my plan. You look terrible. This is my plan. Your reputation is ruined. This is Mm -hmm. my plan. Everything I said looks like it's false. That's God's literal plan. How many of us are willing to go through that? Any signers, any takers, like to put that thing back? (laughs) Uh, (laughs) And and to just have our names and our reputations run through the mud Mm -hmm. and to have our plans totally ruined. Why? To bring God glory. Yeah. Uh, Any thoughts? I think it's mandatory that we have these failures and trials and tribulations as we go through it because, um, like I said before, if it was just like easy, you know what I mean? If you know, it's like okay, my brothers are gonna bow down before me, <laughs> and they start right. bowing before him. It's like, it's like oh, that was pretty easy, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. So really, for God, like it, it's all about His glory. And about others seeing his glory. Right. So if we look at someone who's extremely successful, 
Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And they just remain successful and keep going. Like, we don't see the the trials and tribulations that they had to go through. And so therefore there is no, it's like, well, yeah, God did it, but there's no real like evidence of it. You you know what I'm saying? So as a Christian, when you're trying to testify to a non-believer, I think it's especially effective. If if you can point to a point in your life when you were going through your trials and tribulations Mm -hmm. and how God and only God saw you through it, you know what I mean? It it just puts more validation yeah. on God's name to a non-believer because yeah. he doesn't well, need more I validation. I think we like to, to share how God comes through in the impossible ways, but we don't like to share the part that we failed. The process. Yeah. 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 Like, like, yeah, God did the impossible in this situation where it doesn't show your failures, but once it's a failure that God did the yeah. impossible. That's where, like, well, he yeah. did something impossible, but you don't really need to know. Yeah, you don't need to know. You just need to know he was faithful. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's yeah. all you need right. to know. Yeah, but them knowing, like, an, a non-believer knowing the failures makes it very relatable yeah, right. to yeah. them. Well, and, and kind of like we talked about in the first episode of the series, God was intentional in putting those failures into the Bible. Yes. And so mm-hmm. he's intentional in putting those in our own lives, just like you said, to use as a yeah. canvas for mm-hmm. uh, his glory yeah. to, to non-believers or believers. Yeah. But what I want us to realize, so, so we're talking about Joseph, obviously, but what I want us to realize, think of Job. Mm-hmm. Would you say Job's life was a life of failure or fantastic? Well, mm-hmm. for the first 40 chapters, yeah. failure, yeah. lots yeah. and lots of yeah. bad, bad things. Yeah. And again, just like Joseph is beyond jo- Job's control, it wasn't mm-hmm. anything self-inflicted. Uh, but for literally 40 chapters, it's just like, oh my goodness, God really doesn't like this guy. Like, he's just really sticking it to him. But then you get to the end of the book, and all of a sudden, just like Joseph, after Job endures, chapters 41, 42, we see it's fantastic. Yep. Job is given double what he had before, but it took the process of failure to get to the fantastic. So we've lived life, like the, we have, humans been around for a little bit. Where did it turn that life was supposed to be easy? Yeah. Where? What, when did that like, happen? What guy came up and said that? Yeah, yeah. yeah. because like, you in the Bible and everything, you see all these failures, you see the struggle, you see the process because that's how life is. The funny thing is, like, absolutely, you don't actually find anyone in the Bible who didn't have that at all. And then you look down through history and like, okay, fine, after the Bible closes, it gets easy. Nope, that's not the case. But the funny thing is, like, even today, like, even in our churches, we... We're surprised when things are hard. (laughs) We're totally taken off guard when things are difficult. And it's like... No, that's the that's the norm. That's the expectancy yeah. because that gives God the glory. Well, and right. that's the thing is like when I think and I don't know, I think we've talked about this before, I think. But it's like the whole thing of you have to live a perfect life because if you live for God, then everyone needs to know that your life yeah. is good all the time yeah. because that's just the way it is. It's not supposed to your life is not supposed to be good all the time. You are supposed to feel content at all times. Right. Yeah, that, that's, that's a very, a very good. Yeah. It's a very yeah. big difference. And that's what we're supposed to be showing. Not that, hey, my life is perfect all the right. time. It's it doesn't matter what my life yeah. is going through. And that would be Joseph, right? Mm-hmm. Joseph's life was not everything's going well. Yeah. Goodness knows. <laughs> Joseph's life was not. I've never been everything. thrown in a pit. I've been put in a box and, and put in the field. That's another story for another day. Uh Huh? I said it was taped too. Take it to bed. Take it above. It may have been stabbed a couple times with a knife. It's fine. But go on. Uh, it's like so much. Right? <laughs> <laughs> okay. But Joseph's life was not described as good. His life was not yeah. destru- described as going well. Yeah. The opposite. But it was described by contentment. Yeah. In the pits, in prison, he was content. Mm-hmm. And that's what James exactly right. Contentment should mark the Christian, mm-hmm. not necessarily mountaintops, experiences, blessings, and good good things all the yeah. time. That's just but not going to be the case. I think when you're in contentment, you can 
or you can project, yeah. mm-hmm. you know, God's goodness right. you know, th- through your contentment. Well, and, and, and contentment is an appreciation of what's going wrong. Yeah. Right, exactly. Like, yeah. yeah, and that's right. what Paul says. In all things, I've found myself to be content. Why? Well, Paul went through some really bad things. <laughs> yeah. and, and he's finding contentment in the bad. And so that's exactly Joseph, like finding mm-hmm. finding satisfaction even in the horribleness. Well, and that's the thing is like, so I was actually just talking to Lucas. So uh, like, I think that you two know, but I don't think Kevin knows. I back- Mewtwo. I- Isn't that a Pokemon Mewtwo? Yes, it is. <laughs> oh, is it really? I was just guessing. <laughs> I backed into my garage door. Yeah. And I heard the abbreviated version. Yeah. Too, so. And so I backed into my garage door because I couldn't see it. It was what it tore off the spoiler off the top of, top of my van. No, here's the thing. Ice cream? Is that top? Did I? Like a kitten. I just get distracted by every laser beam that flies through. I was like, ice cream. (laughs) But anyway, when you're content in things, did I love that I backed into my garage door? No. Am I thankful that I have to replace the top part? No, but it could have been a lot worse. Yeah. Yes. It could have been I completely damaged the back of my van. It could have been that I couldn't use the garage door anymore. It could have been like, Finding the blood, you'll find the blessing. The house backed into your van, which would be very bad. I think I would have made money. I think I would have made money that way. (laughs) But it's finding if you're content, it doesn't matter what you're going through, you're going to find the blessing. Yeah, Yeah. yes, which like this goes back to the story that I, our infamous leg across the road story. Okay, so like finding contentment. Uh, like Jamie just said, is is like you look at it could have been a lot worse, Mm -hmm. but also you recognize your position. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Whether you're in the pit or in the fire, whatever, like you can recognize your position. Mm -hmm. Okay. And know beyond a doubt that God is still with you. Yes. Yeah. That's key. That's absolutely key. And that really, I would say that is like, if Joseph were to write a autobiography Mm -hmm. and summarize the back on the back of the book, what it's about, that would be it. Like just saying, find your position, find your placement in Christ. Mm hmm. And then let the pieces fall where they may. Yep. Find yep. your contentment in that, not in all the moving parts and pieces. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like don't yep. worry where the pieces lay. Don't yeah. try to control yep. where the pieces lay. Trust the author. Trust yep. that it's yep. going to work out. So uh, I hope you guys will help with this, especially mm-hmm. Squeaky Reach. Um, <laughs> I want to talk a little bit, uh, get, make this a little bit more personal for all of us. Mm-hmm. So I think we all, like I know you shared last week and you were going to share this week mm-hmm. about some personal failures yes. as far as like we've we've actually messed up. We've there's actually a lot sinned. more. There's and, and I think we all could, like me and Kevin could for sure, I'm sure, for sure, I'm sure. I don't need to How say sure that. Say sure? Uh, I'm, I'm sure that we both could share. That's what I'm trying. It's two different words. They will come out eventually. Um, so. <laughs> you don't think so? I don't think so. But we could also share failures, sins, things, mistakes we've made that yes. yet God has redeemed. Mm-hmm. That's not so much what I want to talk about today. What I want to talk about is kind of the Joseph scenario, the Job scenario, the Paul scenario, where things happen that are just unfortunate and make us look bad, make us look like failures, make us look like we totally went berserk, mm-hmm. but God did it intentionally so that he could get glory. Yeah. So one example that I have, um, I, I, that is a little stings a little, uh, but I don't know if I've ever shared it on here. I've not, I've, anyways. Um, so I worked, um, it's probably been six years ago or so, I worked for a law office mm-hmm. uh, here locally. Um, and I, I actually really liked the job. It was an office job. I have a, um, I went to, I actually went to college after high school and got a bachelor's degree in business administration. Mm -hmm. And so, um, even in that, it's ironic because that was a total waste and a failure. Mm-hmm. But that's another it's story for another day. Uh, so I worked at this law office. Long story short, I'd worked there for a long, long time. It was I enjoyed the the type of work. It was a very toxic environment, to put it very, very, very lightly. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, long story short, because of some very unfortunate circumstances, if you asked the the employer, they would say I made a mistake. 
I wasn't really given the opportunity to explain. Mm-hmm. And really, it wasn't that I made a mistake. It was that they didn't see how I was doing it. But regardless, it looked like I'd made a mistake. Yeah. And ultimately, I walked away from the job uh, because it was so horrendous of a yeah. situation. That was hard. Yeah. That was one of the hardest things I've ever been through in my entire life. Uh, we hadn't been married very long. Or we had been married for a little while then. I think Juliet, we had just had. And so, you know, I'm supposed to be the, the breadwinner. I'm supposed mm-hmm. to be providing for my family. Um, and so you know, to walk away from income, just that did not make sense at all. And then the embarrassment of, you know, you have a business degree and like you're failing in business and like you made this supposedly made this mistake. And it, you know, the whole thing was just unfortunate. And ultimately, like in the business world and and at that law office, I looked like a failure Mm -hmm. even to come to the church. Like, why isn't Josh working? It's Monday morning because he doesn't have a job anymore. Josh looked pretty pathetic and like a failure. He fast forward, as painful as that was, and what seemed like it endured forever, God actually used that in a crazy timeline, crazy quick timeline, to uh, now give me my dream job that I've always wanted my entire life, and that's Mm -hmm. to work for the Lord full-time in ministry. And I've been in full-time ministry for five years now, five, six years now. Um, and that came out of this horrific failure. Mm-hmm. And so God took this, this this awful thing, what the enemy meant for evil, and he used it for his good. Yep. And um, so that was that's kind of a personal thing yep. in my life that God's used for good. Mm-hmm. Is, is, is there anybody else have something? That's not good. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Kevin saved me. Wow, I have like so many to pick and choose from. Um, so I guess like... Uh, my the, the one I'll pick is is that um, when I first moved to Ohio, I got a job and I liked it, you know what I mean, and everything. But as as time went on, because I was the the stickler for okay, so I worked in fast food. Okay, mm-hmm. I was a manager in fast food, and like I always try to look at things from like the customer's point of view. We appreciate okay, that. Yeah. right? So. Whereas in, like, you're told, like, it's fast food, like, you got to hurry up, you have to, you, you know what I mean? Like, you have to move this, like, they have, like, a clock there, and you have to keep those cars moving, yep. right? And I used to always say, well, let's take an extra few seconds to make sure we get it right, because I don't care. If you don't want ketchup on your hamburger, and we yeah. get it to you in record time, that hamburger— still a fail. It, yeah. It's a yeah. fail, you know yeah. what I mean? Because now you have to, like, go back through, right. which yes. takes even, you know— Longer, like I was known. Just as by this description, I can guess which fast food restaurant you work at. <laughs> okay. So anyway, so they've not changed at all. No. <laughs> so like, whenever like a customer came in with a bag already, the other managers would like scatter. Okay. Um, but yep. I was always the one to walk up to them and say, you know, and then of course they're like, you know, whatever you put ketchup on a hamburger, mm-hmm. you know, yada yada yada. So, like, I kind of looked at it as, like, okay, well, we made a mistake, and this is delaying you from wherever you're trying to get to, whatever you're trying to accomplish, okay? So, I'm going to throw, like, a free something of, you know, to try to, like, I can't give you your time back, yeah, okay? But I can give you... give you a free ketchup packet since you don't (laughs) want ketchup on your burger. (laughs) That's why I could never work at best. I always appreciate the free gifts. Yeah, yeah. So, um, that became frowned upon. Okay, and I'm like, but it doesn't make sense because we have to like, okay, I get it. People are still going to come here regardless of how many times we screw up, but we shouldn't have that mentality. Okay, so that just kind of just kept growing and growing and growing. And then like Josh, it just I just woke up one morning. Well, actually, 
I was in drive-thru one day, and we had gotten into it over this. And I'm standing there, and I'm like, you know, my days at this job are numbered. Yeah. Okay? And then, like, two weeks later, I was just like, eh, I'm not coming back no more. Yeah. Okay? So I walked away from a job and you know, um, where I needed the income. Okay? I, I definitely needed the income. But I felt as though doing it right, you know what I mean? Even though I was not uh, heavily involved in the church at that time, doing it right was more important to me than just, you know, half doing it. You, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So now when I look back on that uh, through more, like, heavenly eyes and everything, it's like I, I look at it and I say, like, did I fail at that? I don't think I necessarily failed, but it was viewed as, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, to this day, if I walk into this establishment, the owner still won't just be like his, his wife. Will, hey, how you doing? Yeah. But he just kind of gives me the, yeah. you know, yeah. the, the shifty eyes yeah. and walks away, you know. So I don't feel as though, like, similar to Josh, like, I don't think as though I did anything wrong, but it was, like, out of my control right. as to what happened. And like I said, to, to, to like look at this, like, heavenly, like, there are times when we go through something, and even though we we know, like, listen, this is not, you know, according to God, and we're trying to apply this to the world. Okay, so that's like a, you know, you're asking for failure right then and there. But we still have to have the, the, the courage to stand up and say, right. listen, this is not yeah. right. Yeah. And I'm not going to do this job anymore. And the world looks at you like, you're going to quit this job? Right. Like... I think it's important to bring up that the world's definition of success and the world's definition of failure should not be the same as a Christian. Yeah, it's not. And that's something that I think we all need to kind of reckon with and reason with in our own lives, because if you're if you're working off the world's definition, you're always going to be a failure in the eyes of God. But if you're working Mm -hmm. off of God's vision, you're always going to be a failure in the world's eyes. But you can have it both ways. Uh, We've been learning in Sunday school for a few weeks now that. God's ways are not our ways. Uh, we are of earth, earthy, and he is of heaven, heavenly. And those two things are in total opposition to each other. And so we have to choose whose definition of success and failure we want to be on. And if it gives you any kind of it, well, actually, I think mom may have put it on Facebook. I can't remember. But she said that life is the shortest thing you're going to do. Yep. And so you might as well choose the right side. Yeah, so if absolutely. you might as well be um, in the right on his end, not in the world's end, because this world is it's yeah. as a vapor. Yep, absolutely. Yeah, right. That's a very good point. Point. Um, I like to think of it as, like I used to try to explain to people, is is that no matter how you view things, okay, whether you believe you're going to die and be dead or you're going to go to heaven or you're going to, mm-hmm. like whatever you believe, that's going to be longer than your life yep. eventually. Yeah. Yep. So if you live to be 110 years old, yeah. eventually 110 years will yep. pass after yep. your death and then yep. you've been dead longer, <laughs> longer than you've been alive. alive. <laughs> so no, no, no like a true dead person. <laughs> right. So like no matter how you add it up. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like what yep. what you do with yeah, your Yeah, I think I loved important. that. I actually started to say that at the end of Sunday school this morning, but it said it was basically like your life now will be the shortest part of your existence. Yeah. And right. that really puts things into yeah. perspective for us. So this might be a little soon. Uh but let's talk about uh the NOIC twenty twenty two. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> really and then odd. last year was twenty one. We went from twenty one to twenty three. Yeah, I don't know what happened. So this is the thing, and I don't know who watches this besides Missy and Renee. Uh, there we go. 
Miguel. Hi, Miguel. Yeah. Miguel. But uh, so if you were at your mom watches. Yes, yeah. her name's Renee. That's what I said. Okay, say. okay. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Kevin learned something today. My mom's yeah. first name. Um, so if you were there, so this is what happened. Uh, NYC 2022. We had a record-breaking year. We had like almost 500 people there. The week started off great. Things were going so well, smoothly even. Mm-hmm. And then Monday night, God sends a tornado. Mm-hmm. Literally touches down on the camp. Uh, rips the camp. Campground to shreds, yeah. unbelievable, like still unbelievable. Trees everywhere, unbelievable. Shreds the campground, takes out the electric for a week almost at mm-hmm. the at, or mm-hmm. for several days, almost the full week. Um, and so now here we are, almost 500 people at a torn apart campground with no electricity. <laughs> and the next day was supposed to be heat advisory. Heat advisory. Yeah, and, and it was yeah. that's right. The day it was our, the week was a record breaker for heat. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We had people passing out from heat strokes the day before. The day after was supposed to be even hotter with no AC. Mm-hmm. So here we are. A ministry. We call ourselves God's Youth Camp. And we say this is God's camp. It's his reputation on the line. And what does God do? He sends us a failure. Yep. And maybe it's too soon to talk about that. But here we are. are. Like, I I think, you know, again, I don't know who watches this. But I think even some of those 500 people who were there, they look at last year as a failed year of camp. They look at the NYC as a failed ministry. The ball was dropped. I've heard people say that. Uh, We didn't make the right call. We didn't please God. Um, And yet again, we think of Joseph and we think of Job and we think of Paul. Mm -hmm. Sometimes God sends failures in order for our faith to be built. Sometimes he sends failures in order for God to receive glory. And so last year was painful, still painful, still salt the womb. Don't want to talk about it. Let's just smile and move on. And yet did God ordain that? Yes. If you look at a big picture, like if you zoom out some of the behind the scenes things that we know, God used, so we had camp for Sunday and Monday. And in, and normally it would be Sunday to Friday. So mm-hmm. in two days, God did what he would normally do in five days. We saw 30 plus people saved. We saw a young mm-hmm. man call uh, into the ministry to preach. A young lady called to the mission field. Um, we saw countless people on the altars and just doing business with the Lord. Mm-hmm. Um, we also saw, if you watched, and I don't know if CJ can pipe this in or not, but we also saw um, the radar of what actually happened that night. And yeah. so if you watch it, it's kind of become a f- infamous uh, little take here in Ohio. Mm-hmm. I, I actually, outside of Ohio, I had a guy from... Um, Buffalo, New York, never met the guy in my mm-hmm. life, uh, walk up to me and he's like, I, he's, and we were talking about ministry and stuff. He's in ministry. And he's, I told him the name of the camp. He's like, is that the tornado camp? We're like, <laughs> the tornado camp. Yes, tornado. That's, that's us. That's us. We're we the, tornado the tornado camp. camp. Not the reputation we were hoping for, but that's us. Uh, so the, like God's used this to give himself glory over and over and over. But we found, so the radar there's, so you watch, you know, a, a radar, like a weatherman would have, here's this big red blob of tornado mm-hmm. and it comes to the camp. And then you see it literally, like almost like an amoeba, a cell mm. that like splits in half, and then it goes and back around. You went around to high camp. school. I did. Wow. I'm not that big of a failure. <laughs> it and literally parts and goes around the camp. And so, like, was Camp 2022 a failure? It kind of looked like it, yeah. but then you see what God sees, and it's like, whoa, God was so present there, maybe more than ever before. Literally, his finger landed on camp. Yeah. And so, God did great things, and so. And again, reiterating, God has received so much glory from mm-hmm. our failure because he's, you know what I mean? Yep. So again, is our concern that things, is our concern that we want things to go the way we want them to go? Yeah. Or is our concern that God gets glory? That's kind of the question of yeah. this whole podcast. What do we care about? Our reputation 
or his reputation. Because a lot of times those two things will be in contradiction. They will be opposed to each other. They should be. They should be. And so sometimes God will say, you know what? I got to ruin this camp. Literally shred it to bits. Mm -hmm. But then I'm going to get lots of glory out of that. So the question is for us. It's like every few years. No, (laughs) Timmy. The question is this. As staff of the NYC, are we okay with that? Are we willing to say, you know what, God? Shred the camp. Take away the AC. Take away the electric. Take away the people. Mm -hmm. But if you get glory... That's what We're I think okay part with of it is, is that the story of 2022 camp is not finished yet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You, you know what I mean? Um, personally, that was my first time going. So we got there what, Friday mm. or Thursday morning. Thursday, Thursday or Friday, I don't remember. I think it was Friday. Because they I told you 2022 didn't happen. I don't know what happened. I think it was Friday because we weren't able to come in on Thursday. Okay. Or you guys okay. were able to come in, but we weren't able to do anything okay. until Friday. Right, so... We were there for like three days before camp actually right. started. And like to me personally, that was an amazing experience. Yeah. You know what I mean? Just to like be able to see everyone working together, you know what I mean, with one common goal right. in mind. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So while camp was cut short, to me personally, I was very fulfilled with what I got to yeah. experience, you know? So, but like I said, it's not over because. Like, that was the biggest camp, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. a- attendance-wise, yeah. okay? Mm-hmm. So it's it's almost like we're saying, like, we had 500 people. That was, like, the biggest ever. Like, that's amazing. Yeah. And God is sitting there like, let me run them all off for you. <laughs> <laughs> Good job, God. Kudos. That's impressive. Not only that, but God's sitting there thinking, like, oh, you had 500. Yeah. Nice. You could have had 1,000. Right. You could have had 10,000. Yeah. Right. Like, we think in such minuscule Absolutely. ways. Yeah. Like when we do like like when we did the nativity scene, I was talking to someone, I don't remember who it was, and they were like, you know, if one person walks away from here with a changed life, we did our job. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, why are we aiming for one? Yeah. Yeah. Like we should aim for everybody. Yeah. You know? Absolutely. So I, I just think that that story is not quite yep, I agree. finished. Yeah. I think that you have to look at it from a, I think that it's always a learning point, correct? So Mm -hmm. like everything that you go through is a learning point. So in that moment, a lot of people learned that we have been doing this for a long time and we still don't have control. Yeah, absolutely. And so for us as staff and us as even the people that go, it's, it doesn't always have to be that. It doesn't, it's not that it's always, it's not a guaranteed. Yeah. This is not a guaranteed thing. And we as staff members should be thankful that we get to be a part of it, that we get to do these things. And as people that come, you guys, you should be thankful that it's available. I think that brings up a good point. So like other, you know, we honestly, full transparency, don't know a lot of other camps. So when I say other camps, I don't know any of them. But hypothetically, if there's another camp, (laughs) they exist. Like you said, control. So. It really is a bad thing if if a camp gets control. Yeah. Yes. And so say a week of camp goes off completely perfectly Mm -hmm. and it goes off without a hitch and it's squeaky clean. Every millisecond is perfect without any problems. That Mm. may mean that God wasn't in the picture because that may mean the camp had full control, but God had no control. And so sometimes it takes failure just like 2022 to see God display his control mm-hmm. and and display our, our humility and lack of control. Yeah. Well, and I think that's the thing is, I think every single one of us here at the table that I remember um, actually a very vivid moment was when it was, I think us three were behind the curtain 
And that's some, where we always are. Yeah, <laughs> we were behind the curtain, and we had already we had made the call. Yeah, and so, but us three were back there sobbing. Yeah, and somebody was like, "We just have a question of yeah. where something goes." You know what I mean? <laughs> like they want to, and they're like, "No, you go ahead." So, like, I think yeah. that's the thing is like, it, I think it's easy to look at the situation and be like, "Oh, you guys just." did what you yeah. wanted to do but it well hurt. and i think what, you know what it, I mean? it, it was painful i think a lot of people who were at camp thought we gave up on god yeah. that's how they per- mm. tr- perceived yeah. it was that we gave up god could have taken he could have turned the electric back on he could have gave us ac yeah. he could have cooled it down we gave up on god but again is our concern getting what we want mm-hmm. or is our concern getting god glory because god may not want us to have the full week of camp like normal mm-hmm. he may want us to cut it short on monday yeah god's concern is not that we get our way or get what we want or get what we planned god's mm-hmm. concern is that he gets glory yeah. did he from this week that week yeah yes yeah. absolutely yes absolutely. and so in my opinion 2022 may may have been one of the most successful years of camp in god's eyes ever yeah Though it looked like total failure in every way. <laughs> and so again, what is what is our foresight? What are we aiming yep. for? Yep. So think about this as we wrap up today. Uh, maybe this is maybe the uh, the epitome of best examples in the Bible mm-hmm. of what looks like a failure being turned into excess. <clears throat> so we look at Jesus. Mm-hmm. Jesus for 32 and a half years, which is rather young, but for 32 mm-hmm. and a half years, mm-hmm. he travels this local region and he tells the world i am god incarnate i am god's mm-hmm. son we see him do miracles we see him teach we see him draw huge crowds and followings we see him do the impossible and the whole time what is he saying i am god's son i am sent mm-hmm. from above i am god in the flesh and then we get to good friday mm-hmm. and that same man is nailed to a cross and this is what the bible says he died Mm-hmm. Now, Paul's the story in that moment. It's so unfortunate we know the story so well. Like, yeah. really is. But Paul's in that moment. What did Jesus look like? Mm-hmm. A failure. Yeah. Jesus was, looked mm-hmm. like a failure. Everything you said, that was false. God can't die. Everything he you proclaimed, he was... he was mocked. He was ridiculed. He was embarrassed. Mm-hmm. He literally, not to be rated more than G. Um, <laughs> <laughs> what are the other ratings? <laughs> but Jesus was naked. Yeah. No clothing. That's embarrassing for man or God or both. Like that on a cross in front of a huge, all the people he'd minister to. You got to imagine the lame man was there. The blind man was there. Lazarus was there. The the people who ate the bread and and the fish. The people who, all these people who had been a part of his ministry, who had followed, who had seen what he had done. And now he's naked, bleeding, and he ultimately dies on a cross. And so, again, even the disciples, the whole time they're thinking, this was all... It was all a lie. Yep. This was all made up. We gave our lives to this, and this is the end. We fell for a fraud. Yep. And yet, what do we find? Jesus himself was willing to humble himself to submit to God's will. What was God's will? Respectfully, if you allow it, God's will for Jesus was for Jesus to look like a failure yep. for mm-hmm. those three days. For Jesus to look like a fraud for three days, to look mm-hmm. like a liar for three mm-hmm. days. Mm-hmm. Jesus had his reputation ran through the mud. Jesus had his ministry destroyed, shredded to pieces like a camp after a tornado. Why? So that God could get the glory. Because we know in three days what's going to happen. God's going to take what is a failure and turn it into something totally, amazingly, the most epitome of fantastic. And so how many of us quit before Resurrection Sunday? We quit between the cross and the empty grave. Mm Mm-hmm. How many of us quit between the pit and the palace? How many of us quit between Camp 2022 and Camp 2023? Mm. We're quitting before, as Kevin said, the story's finished. Mm -hmm. God gets the glory, even if it's at the expense of our failures. Because I, I, 
the the instance you just used, I use a lot of times when talking about how God can take the worst day in history, okay, and make it the greatest day. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You, you, you know what I mean? Like, so if he can do that, okay, I don't know what everyone's lowest moment in their life was. Camp 2022, no. <laughs> <laughs> there was, told you. There was 2014 as well. That's <laughs> oh. my trivia question. You just ruined that. Oh, oh sorry. <laughs> oh, go ahead. <laughs> sorry to set you up for that. That was like a... But um, so no, no matter where you are, no matter how dark your situation may be, God's not finished with yeah. you yet. Okay, like mm-hmm. he's he's not going to take you on this journey and when you hit rock bottom, he's like, oh, Right. I'm done. Yeah. Like, figure this out. Yeah. You know, yeah. on your own. God never bails on us. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And that I think yeah. is the epitome of yep. Christianity. Yeah. I mean, that well, is... funny thing is, like, even zoom out a little bit before Jesus dies. So, spoiler alert, he's gonna die before that in his ministry. How many times did Jesus get in some really pickly situations? Yeah. Like, yeah. Jesus was on a sinking boat more than once. Yeah. <laughs> right. Right. Jesus was in lots of storms more than once. Yeah. Uh, Jesus saw, you know, people throwing stones at him, like things that don't go good. And so again, back to James point, like we expect if we're living a godly life, we expect it to be a good, perfect life where we get yeah. our way. No. That was not Jesus. No. And he did no. Christianity perfectly. Yeah. So why do we expect our lives to be that yeah. way? Yeah. So today's quote is by Tozer. Actually, ironically, I told you guys I did this backwards. The reason mm-hmm. I did it backwards is I read the quote mm-hmm. and I'm like, That's my podcast. So I wrote it. So anyways, Mm -hmm. Tozer said this, we can afford to follow him to failure. Faith dares to fail. The resurrection demonstrates before all who won and who lost. We can wait. Mm -hmm. That's a good quote. Mm -hmm. I like that. Uh, Today's considerable content or it's considerable quote featured content. That's Mm, what it is. Uh, Is actually going to be Big Daddy Weave. God is in the story. Um, Mm -hmm. Did not see that coming. <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> Kevin said that. I was like, that's that's the that's the new song. Uh, today's charge up challenge. So make a list of some past mistakes and failures, because we all got them. Whether it's self-inflicted uh, sins or whether it's just things that didn't go right. And then honestly ask yourself, which is your priority? Your reputation or mm-hmm. God's reputation? Your success or his success? Can you honestly say that God's glory is the priority of your life? And then I want you to pray that God would help you to trust his plan, even if it means pain and problems, even if it means going through failures. Trust him. Today's trivia question is this, uh, ironically. uh, Which year of camp has been coined by the NOIC staff as the year of failure at the NOIC? I mean, most of them. Most of them, yeah. (laughs) Spoiler alert, they're all correct now. There's one year that if you ask any of us who've been involved for a long time, we will tell you this year was the fail year of NYC. Mm -hmm. It was very uncomfortable. So, Mm, A, 2010, B, 2017, C, 2022, or D, 2014. Which year was coined the year of failure at the NOIC? And now we're going to have to share that story at some point because... Uh, no, it's no, good to leave. I'll just hide that, put that thing back where I it came from. before we leave tonight. <laughs> I mean, I'll find it off camera. But. So, uh, last week, James gave us the question about um, how many questions did the sailors ask Jonah? Mm-hmm. Personal questions. Yes. Uh, and the answer was C. Mm-hmm. I don't know what the number was. Three? <laughs> The C was the answer. It was C was the answer. Whatever the number was, the answer was C. And so I think it was uh, four. Four. Okay, C four. Mm-hmm. Bingo. C four. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Blow up. <laughs> you would. C four. You would. Uh, so uh, 
hope you'll so hope you'll answer this week's trivia question comment below, uh, and we'll give you the answer to that next week. Uh, but thanks so much for tuning in. If you enjoyed this episode, would you do us a favor? Would you let us know that? Mm-hmm. Would you comment below? Make sure to like, share, comment, subscribe, and even consider sending this podcast to a friend uh, for encouragement. Because truth is, we all need encouraged in our times of failure and valleys. And so, until next time, thanks so much for joining us. We'll see you. Bye, guys. Bye.